previously on the cast files and then uh, they lift up her long nightgown to reveal her underwear which just seems sexy no no, that <laughs> no. Is, that's not the word i was looking for uh, this is why men say women go to the bathroom and talk all the time because that's literally what they do in the bathroom it's projection men are projecting well there yeah well because i have uh, neglected to mention that there's a bathroom troll oh in every men's bathroom and they ask you riddles well, until next week, keep watching the skies. <laughs> you come up with a tag. <laughs> no, I liked it. I thought you were going to stop. <laughs> and he says, isn't this the essence of science? Taking tabloid headlines and looking into them? <laughs> oh, yes. No, that is not the essence of science. That is the essence of my grandmother. <laughs> With that time, he says that he's pulled her out of uh, so many parked cars. Why are you pulling people out of cars? Oh my gosh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like parked at a red light. (laughs) And he rolls up on her and grabs her. It's you again. (laughs) You didn't win prom queen. He's got her by the collar. And I've decided that I'm. it's going to be the first tattoo of many in this series if we get to a certain number of people subscribing. Oh, I'm what? I'm going to start getting some of these random tattoos. Shut up, really? Yep. The man walks with Mulder to a back alley area and shows Mulder a sketched picture of the creature that he has seen with his own eyes. Just the artwork is amazing. And it's also going to be my next tattoo of the season. Oh, really? <laughs> Your face! I found this one intriguing. There's an unnamed one-year-old that was kept alive by feral cats. How? Do people not do that? Isn't that what the line is there for, to run on? No, no, no. You do not run on it. You run next to it. Uh, That's bad luck. It's bad luck to run on it. Why? just is. What do you mean, why? (laughs) It is a ridiculous superstition. There is not a real reason for it. You're looking for a logical answer to a ridiculous thing. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Now please provide one. (laughs) What about going into the bathroom and turning off the lights and saying Bloody Mary three times? I've never done it, but I don't think anything's going to happen if you do. Would you go do it now? I suppose so. Please don't. Okay. Apparently that's what I have to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So who are you going to ship in this episode? I am shipping Brad Wilczek and literally anybody. Oh no! So after they have the fight scene that is exactly the right length of time, it ends, they point guns at each other, lots of heavy breathing, so I may ship these two. Is he an heir to the Graham Cracker fortune? I think he is the great-grand-nephew of Alexander Graham Bell. Ah, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how last names work. It's not? Okay. And someone yells, use the buddy system! I wrote, I'm waiting for the predator to start picking them off. It would work. It's all aliens. (laughs) Good job. I was not disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Which is not a small situation. It's really hard on the woman because of all the hormones and the treatments and the testing and everything. Is that why she's acting like such a asshole in this scene? (laughs) She she is not. (laughs) She is not acting. She is so mean to my man. Ugh. First of all, what was he supposed to do? Just sit in his car for the, for, well, I was going to say for the rest of his life, but he did. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Scully, it's me. Let me in. What are you doing? He's standing at the horoscope machine, dancing and looking at it like it's a jukebox. (laughs) No, she's busy psychoanalyzing everything else, but not what's going on in her life. (sighs) We often have blind spots in our own lives. Philosophy, Kristen. Okay. Reggie gets up. He waves some other guy out of the office. <laughs> what was that guy doing there? Mulder stares longingly at a pen I've decided Scully got at the FBI gift shop earlier. <laughs> <laughs> when I couldn't remember the word, it's still blank. Because Mulder has the inability to forget things. <laughs> <laughs> And my initial answer was having sex with someone you're not supposed to. Oh my God. (laughs) Right? They don't know. So she goes up there and then she finds that there's some human fingers in it and she stares at it a bunch of times. A bunch of times? No, for a long time. (laughs) One time for an extended period. (laughs) (laughs) The cigarette smoking man is there. So yay. 
Uh, do I want to start smoking? I've been thinking about revamping my style, and <laughs> cigarette smoking man looks pretty don't fuck with me. Think I could pull that off? Yeah, he's also 42, <laughs> and looks like he's 70. <laughs> Lazard gets Detective Barbala to interrogate the little girl in a criminal room. I don't know what cop house geography is, so I'm just calling it a criminal room. Criminal. <laughs> I think interrogation room is... <laughs> The accepted nomenclature. You say interrogation room, I say I don't know cop house geography. <laughs> no, and he's a rocket scientist, so he should know better. Not anymore. Now he's several rocket scientists. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody called you and was like, turn to channel eight? I would be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and extraterrestrial. I'm Dave motherfucking Reed. <laughs> and I'm Kristen Riley, and this is The Cast Files. Nope, yours is I'm a nerd. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd who somehow never saw The X-Files. And I watched it when it originally aired. The Cast Files is a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of The X-Files spoiler-free. Today, we're talking about the entirety of season one. The entirety of season one was directed by a whole bunch of people and written by a whole bunch of different people. Yep. And sometimes there was crossover. And it was viewed by a whole, whole bunch of people. <laughs> and also there was crossover. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Individuals. One individual each time. Yep. Mm. Here's a bit of trivia from me. In season one, nobody saw multiple episodes. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> Every person in the country only saw one episode. They were all unique viewers. Yep. Wow. All right, on today's show, we are going to do our bottom three and then our top three of the season because there are 24 episodes, which is just so many. It's too many, really. And the writers agree. Yes. <laughs> And then what are we going to do? And then we're going to talk about our favorite stuff from the season. Yes. Season one highlights, whether it has to do with parts of episodes of the X-Files or parts of episodes of the cast files. Yeah. And then we're going to round it out with our favorite ships and survivals. Yep. Okay. And stuff from what we're looking forward to in season two. You want, you want to try that again? Nope. <laughs> you just want to use that. And the stuff that we're looking forward to in season two. That's right. Okay, David, are you, do you have your bottom three in order of three, two, one, most worst? Uh, <laughs> worstest? I, definitely one most worstest. And then the other two are just not really in particular order. Okay. Then what is your third one? One of your, we'll save the worstest for the final. Uh, Shadows. Shadows was pretty terrible. Uh, uh. So why did you not like Shadows? It, well, let me see if we can, let me open Shadows and I'll give the IMDB real quick. Okay. Never mind, that was before I was doing that. I can tell you, it's the one where there's a ghost. Yes. And it was the first one where it was like a just ridiculous magic that was happening. Right, yep. Oh, and... The most egregious part of the whole episode was one, two dash day is oh. like two, <laughs> two dash morrows. Yes, I forgot all about the stupid desk plan. <laughs> I think that, that made it just the worst. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay, so this is actually a good place to talk about this because I was going to talk about it in a little bit. Throughout season one, we both started season one thinking science fiction only, and so not the fantasy realm, not not magic. Right. You've evolved your viewership. Yeah. <laughs> yes, your outlook to include magic now. Trying to, anyway. So you're more open to the magical elements. Yes. So that you can enjoy the show. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I wonder if I watched this episode again, maybe I'd have a different take on it. But at the time... It was the first one where I was like, no, this is not, this doesn't make any sense. Just angry ghosts. Yeah, right. It's a poltergeist. I've seen that better done. Yeah. 
Well, I have not evolved my my opinion of using magic in the sci-fi realm, okay. so I am staunchly against it. All right. <laughs> and I will go into season two remaining staunchly against magic, unless it's card tricks or some sort of trick thing. If there's trick elements to it, then it can be like, oh, we're doing kind of an episode of the Scooby-Doo's, and that's fine. But if it's just straight up, we're going to explain this away with magic not into it. I imagine that's going to happen again. Well, just setting up my stance on it. Are you listening, Chris Carter? Just kidding. He's One, he's not, and two, this has already been <laughs> created. Yeah, it'll be... Oh, it'll be uh, my senior year when it comes back in season Oof. two. Ooh. You're old. How does it feel to be so old? Painful. It does. And painful. uncomfortable. I don't like it either. Anything else about shadows you want to cover? Uh, let's see. It was the first one where, like, I was starting to really like Jillian Anderson. Oh, okay. Her performance was pretty good. I like the idea of bringing in some things that you liked. They pulled out the microfiche in this one. Oh, yes. I like that. They haven't done that in a while. No, I miss the microfiche. Me too. I hope they bring it back in season two. It's We're coming up close to the internet being a thing. You can't trust things on the internet. Oh, especially in 1994. Or 2021. <laughs> no, now you trust. Oh my god. I was thinking about this the other day. My parents, when I was younger and getting on the internet, was like, you can't trust anything that's on the internet. Now my mom's like, I saw this on Facebook, so it's true. Oh. It, why is it the same people who told you not to trust the internet back when there was like 17 people on the internet? <laughs> And they all just were like, hey, look at this weird fact about sharks that I know. Can't trust that. <laughs> but freedomeagle.usa. Yeah, that's a good source. Oh, come on. Your parents aren't looking at the sources on what they see on <laughs> Facebook. Ugh. <laughs> so Jillian Anderson, yes, this that was, what, episode six? So she was starting to become an actual character by then? Uh, and I don't even know if the character was doing great. I know I was enjoying Jillian Anderson. Yeah, Jillian Anderson, pretty awesome. Oh, um, another highlight of that episode is the kid by the dumpster when the body falls. <laughs> <laughs> His face acting is incredible. Even though you don't want to watch the whole episode ever again. I might want to watch that kid again. <laughs> you might watch the opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fair. You had a lot to say about that kid in, in the episode, too. He... Yeah. <laughs> Better have been a nepotism hire. That's all I got to say. Again. <laughs> Just doubling down on it? Yeah. <laughs> right, what's yours? All right. My first in my bottom three is EBE. Oh, no. I was so bored. <laughs> wow. That's that's funny, because that's one of my highlights of the season. It, I know. We talked about it then, too. But anything that's going to start with the military over Iraq and in Turkey and just all of this, I, I can't. I can't do it. I liked it because it was one of the rare episodes where Mulder and Scully actually do things. They actually have an effect on what happens in the story. Because the story is about them doing a thing. Like, they didn't actually have any effect on the outcome. Right. As per usual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, were, they were active in the story. Instead of just true. being there to witness the thing, which is what they usually are. That's true. I didn't care for the... Uh, the military aspect of it. I know that there's military throughout a lot of this because government and military are basically the same thing. If you don't want to believe that, well, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> but, yeah, I just... I feel like it's shorthand for these are the bad guys. I just don't like it. Anybody in the Middle East. Oh. Well, they didn't really talk about the people in the Middle East, though. No. I don't know why they even opened with all of that. They just they shot down a UFO. Didn't care for it. I didn't read that as they were the bad guys. Especially when you talk about they talk about later how all these aliens have to be executed. So shooting down a UFO is not a bad guy thing to do. No, I know. I did really like the aquarium scene. The aquarium scene. So this is where Deep Throat and Mulder are standing in front of the shark tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just really peaceful. Yes, that was a very nice aquarium. 
I'd like to go there someday. It was really pretty. Or back to the Atlanta Aquarium. That yeah. That was really cool, too. I liked doing the uh, the science corner about sharks and how they don't actually die if they stop swimming unless they're a certain type of shark based on their breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. But I didn't like the, what are those folks called? Langley is part of them. Oh, CIA? No, the three guys. Oh, the lone gunman. Them. Ah. No thank you. No thank you to them? No thank you to having them in, in an episode. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't need it. You're one gross guy who's just super sexist and all out in the open about it and nobody calls him on it. Well, no thank you. Hopefully the next time they've written him a little better. Don't need it. Don't need it in my life. Uh, but yeah, that's they did have some good parts in this, but overall, I don't ever need to watch that episode again. No, I liked the spy lady with her fake writing at the car rental place. Yep. I liked the like pen. Four inches off of the paper and then are wildly gesturing. I, well, my pen's out of me. Oh, <laughs> hey, you're in the middle of writing. Can I have your pen? That was wild and rude. Yeah. All right, what's your next bottom episode? That is going to be Born Again. Ah. What a terrible, terrible trash episode that was. I almost selected that one, but I didn't. The entire premise of it, just reincarnation. What about origami, David? It's uh, how we all learned what origami is. So at the end of the episode, is she suddenly not the reincarnation of that guy anymore? Because uh, she's just, now she's just a little kid. Apparently not. It does feel like they abandon their premise suddenly. Yeah. Like, in that case, like, it's not reincarnation. If he's like a vengeful, yeah, if he's a vengeful spirit that's possessing the girl, then it's possession. But they really set it up to be reincarnation yeah. because he died nine years ago. She's eight years old or yeah. whatever. So it was it was definitely reincarnation up until they vanquished his ghost <laughs> they, or whatever. Yeah, they found out who killed him. Yeah. The the actual way he died. And then he's... Then, yeah, and then she's not his reincarnation anymore. Yeah. It's just dumb. I agree. They abandoned their own premises in the same episode, which means that you didn't start off with a good premise. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> oh, well. Like, maybe they didn't have time to readjust. <laughs> they had already shot the beginning, and then they're like, oh, no, what do we do? We can't kill this little girl. <laughs> Change it. Change it to possession. All right. My second to the bottom was Young at Heart. Yeah, that one barely missed my bottom three yeah so i had i was looking at born again and young at heart and i was just like which unfortunately for me young at heart and then ebe so it was just a really (laughs) rough couple of weeks (laughs) they did have a couple of stretches they did where it was just ooh, like three in a row they were not good so in young at heart i did like the joe crandall the wheelchair bound man who was just wandering around and (laughs) just constantly wandering around free reign of the prison because he's in a wheelchair i know he's free reign and then as soon as the fbi shows up he just starts talking it's another instance of did you just not ask this guy any questions (laughs) yeah (laughs) nobody does nobody does any work until Mulder and Scully get there, and then they barely do any work. <laughs> the bar is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is in the basement. Right. So I did like that guy. He was pretty fun. And just his his willingness to just snitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you anything. <laughs> what do you need to you, know? You ask the right question, I'll answer. I haven't had visitors in years. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here likes talking to me. Because... They're jealous that I get free ro- free range of the prison. <laughs> Including in uh, rooms where amputations are currently happening. <laughs> right. But overall, that, that premise was not reincarnation, but it was a lot of the kind of those elements where the guy, we thought the guy died, but he didn't die. So there's, he's going to live forever, except his eyeballs aren't. Right. Yeah. Very. Mother. <laughs> Well, it is science fiction, though. That's true. You know what? You should be on board with this one. I didn't say... No matter what the science fiction is. I see. I didn't clarify. Dang it. (laughs) But I think some of the areas of this one that I didn't like were... um, 
His handwriting didn't change, even though his hand changed completely into a different creature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gecko hand or something like yes. that. Yes. And then he was murderously strong with his... Gecko his hand. Gecko hand. Because <laughs> remember how quickly that guy died? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It was... That was fast. Although we did have the um, build a criminal, draw a criminal program in this one. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Another thing I did like about this episode is that he was hip to the trace. <laughs> hip to the trace. That was a great Salamander line. hand. There it is. The salamander hand, yes. Oh, and remember how he was able to tune that piano when he didn't have YouTube to teach him how to tune a piano? <laughs> right, yeah. That's pretty cool. One of my favorite things was at the very end where he goes to shoot Scully and some weird trick of the angle makes it look like Scully's grabbing a person to pull yeah. in front of her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to take the bullet. That's a good point. So I didn't hate this one, but this is one I don't need to revisit. Okay. Is basically how I ranked this one. Because there were some fun scenes in it. EBE, I never need to watch again. I'm fine. Fine. Never seeing that one again. And then uh, Young at Heart. I guess, I think my favorite part of this whole episode that we recorded about Young at Heart is how much we talked about peewee football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good time. So that was fun. And some of our, some of my favorite episodes of, that we do are some of my least favorite least episodes favorite of the show. Episodes. Yeah. That makes, yes. So that's that's fun. But as far as would I watch this again, I don't need to. This is an episode I, I can skip. All right. Do we have the same? We don't. We don't? All right, then you go first because I know people want to know because I've been very vague about it. Everybody <laughs> knows what yours is. People... Nobody knows what mine is. Fine. Okay, so my very least favorite one is obviously... Genderbender. I hated this episode top to bottom. Nothing about it. Nothing about it I didn't hate. You you didn't love the gooey tunnels? Uh, actually, here I have two notes that I made on the second viewing because I thought to myself, I have to put something in positive. Yes. I like the set design. Okay. And I liked the shopkeeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about the shopkeeper. Actually, it was a, there was, I think they were a married couple. Old married couple that run the shop and they're just like, yeah, they come in, they don't bother anybody, it's all fine. That seems good. Yeah. That seems like goals. Yep. We're going to live in a small town, be those shopkeepers. Yeah. And uh, everything else about this episode I absolutely hated. From the tons of sexual assault that right? was in it. Scully's incredibly sex negative attitude. Right? And the fact that they just, out of nowhere, oh, they're aliens. <laughs> right? It was, it was another, it felt like, where are we going with this? Uh, crop circle aliens. Yeah. Didn't like the sexual assault. This is absolutely an episode that I would skip. This might be the worst episode of television. It, it's period. really bad. I, I agree. So absolutely hate this thing. It, <sighs> it not being on my bottom three isn't because I don't like it. I, I do not like it. I do not recommend it to anybody, but... I had to put a different episode as my bottomest three because I cannot remember a single thing <laughs> about what this episode is. Okay. And so I've decided because I've never thought of it again. And I wrote this list days ago. Mm -hmm. And I still can't remember what this episode is. Okay. Fire. Oh. What happened in Fire? Fire almost got, almost got on my honorable mentions list because of one character. Fire is the one where the pyromaniac guy... Oh, yes! Yeah, it's the one with all the fire. Couldn't remember for days. I thought... I didn't look at my notes because I wanted to see if I could remember. Uh-huh. Couldn't remember at all. So it was on my bottom three because I couldn't remember what fire was. The dude from Firefly likes fire. Yep, that makes sense. So that's why it was on my bottom three. Because I couldn't for days remember... The very aptly named Fire was about fire. And you know what? That's on me. Not on whoever wrote that one. I don't think it was necessarily a great episode because what was, what's her name? I can't remember her character's name. Phoebe Green. Yes, Phoebe Green. Who? who? I liked Phoebe Green. I thought that character was great. They did her dirty. They did her dirty. Just threw in the affair with the married man for no reason. It didn't go anywhere in the story. That's what I, that's my problem. I liked Phoebe Green. I wish that she had been written fairly and not written out. Yeah. 
But because of how whoever wrote her shifted that in the middle, uh-huh. she became less intriguing and more just like, what is what is this character now? Yeah, let's see. Ah, written by Chris Carter. It's like they dismantled her character in the middle of the episode. Yeah, for no reason. It didn't even go anywhere. No, and it doesn't make sense that they would dismantle her in the middle of that episode because it wasn't until after the episode aired that fans didn't like her competing for Mulder's attention. Right. Which I think is one scenario where doing fan service isn't the right move. In this one, it definitely didn't work. Well, they wouldn't have known before it aired. So he ruined her character before before anybody said anything. It's baffling to me. It is, because her character could have been amazing. She She was fun. Yeah, the actor is fantastic. Yes, she was a great actor, is a great actor, I'm assuming. I think she was in a couple episodes of The New Flash. Oh. So she's still working. Good, good for her. As of a couple years ago. You know what? Because she was the main uh, love interest of the original Flash in the 90s. Oh, okay, good for her. Yeah. I I don't need to watch that, but you know what? It's not for me. But yeah, I really liked her character until they ruined her character (laughs) yeah like i'm fine with her and Mulder having a tumultuous early young romance where maybe they weren't right for each other or maybe maybe there was some cheating or maybe there was some miscommunication or maybe there was something so we're all just kind of like ooh, were they weren't they but there's no reason for the affair to be happening no not at all. Didn't add anything, and it didn't go anywhere. It didn't add anything. It didn't take anything away except make her character suck. Yeah. Like, it took her character away. It didn't do anything for the man. Yeah. The man was just a terrible character throughout. <laughs> he was it's, a non-character he the was, entire time. Where do we go? Do we go out this door? What about the children? <laughs> Won't somebody take care of my children, please? <laughs> Also, they unnecessarily had him kick the dog when we already knew he was a bad guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Don't do that. Chris Carter, I know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) If you've already established that your character is bad, you do not need them to kick the dog. All right. Ready for your top three? Yes. Should I do honorable mentions first or last? Uh, do, go ahead and do your honorable mentions, because I only did top three. So let's go through your honorable mentions. All right. One of my honorable mentions is Beyond the Sea. Oh, that's a good one. Brad Dorif, period. Yep. End of sentence. Watching Beyond the Sea and Brad Dorif got us to watch all of the Chucky movies. Yep. <laughs> Which is something I was I had never done before. So good job, Brad Dorif. <laughs> Fantastic. We should watch The Exorcist 3 this, this October. So, like, today? It's, like, the 17th. It's already the 17th. Yes. Oh. All right, that's a good one. And Fallen Angel. Oh, because he made a friend? Yeah, because he made a friend. Max. Max was good. I liked, I liked Max. Yeah, I liked Max. Hopefully he comes back. I Me too. I not looked ahead. I've not looked at that actor. You know, there's a possibility that he'll come back. It's, it's open. Because... They said... We found his body. Oh, it was... he didn't. They didn't even say that they found his body. They said it was reported that we found right. his body. Right. He might as well have said, we're lying about this. <laughs> this is the lie we're using. Right. Don't ask any questions. I really hope Max comes back. I liked him too. I like that they mentioned Gulf Breeze. Yes. That gave me an opportunity to talk about how my mom was kidnapped by UFOs in Gulf Breeze. Right. Yep. I liked that we got to do a Predator episode. Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> because of this. Yep. That was nice. Uh, I liked Dr. Antifa. Yep. Dr. Antifa was great. Dr. Antifa was great. Uh, we got sexy librarian Mulder in this episode. <gasps> mm-hmm. He was serving some looks in this episode. Yeah. Would watch again. And uh, Marshall Bell. Marshall Bell's great. Yep. Overall, very good episode. Yep. Do hope Max comes back. Have a soft spot for him. Yep. What a weirdo that we want to see so much more of. But, like, a weirdo in the most endearing terms. Like not a not a negative term. Just, like, I just want to hear what he's going to say next. Yes. Please tell me what you've been up to, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I will make us some tea. <laughs> All right. So, 
onto our top three. Yep, top three. And right. mine are in order for top three. Okay. Uh, mine are just kind of episodes I would rewatch, okay. I guess. So my first one that I will bring up is Ice. Okay. Is that on your top three? That is my number two. All right. So Ice was just really well done. I liked that we got the tension. I like what they did with the limited amount of space they had. And of course it was a the thing episode. So I really liked how they did how they did that. How they made it the X Files, but of course we still knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Overall, great stuff. The tension was good. The heightened feelings and emotions they built throughout the episode. It felt very natural. It felt really well done. So awesome. Yeah. It was just just an awesome episode. Great episode. I like that it's Obviously an homage to not just The Thing, but also just John Carpenter. Yeah. Because there were definitely some... Uh, uh, there was definitely at the beginning a shout out to They Live. With right. the guy who looked like Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I like all the guest stars were great. The mm. guest... <laughs> <laughs> I liked all the guest stars. <laughs> Jeff Cover, one of my faves. Anytime he pops up in something, I love it. Uh, there was the guy from Prophecy. There was the guy from Justified and Being Human. Mm-hmm. I liked how often they threw Mulder into boxes. <laughs> yeah. I like how the one stunt he didn't even bother to do. <laughs> <laughs> I liked some of the sexual tension moments Ooh. where it was getting dark and then it was just like, let's look at each other's bodies. Scully was like, ooh, I'm gonna look you over, Felony Huffman. <laughs> and then when Mulder grabs her from behind in the closet, it's like, whew! <laughs> I'm gonna go take a cold shower. <laughs> Overall, great, great episode. Yeah, there was some stuff that was really scary. Yeah! There was some stuff that was really dumb. Yeah. Like, they accused Mulder of killing the guy by slitting his throat with a gun. Right, right. That was... uh, Okay. Right. And the guy's name being Bear. Bear. (laughs) My name's Bear. (laughs) That's because I have these bear claws. Right. Silly. But great episode. All right, what about you? My number three is Jersey Devil. Oh, you did enjoy Jersey Devil. I loved Jersey Devil. I I thought it was really good. Because you were like, look at that naked lady. Hell yeah. Naked lady, running, climbing, jumping. I mean, what more could you possibly ask for? Naked lady, running, jumping, climbing. (laughs) I don't know. Wasn't that one of those 90s The Man Show situations where they're just like, here's some ladies, running, jumping, climbing. I think that was the segment, yeah. (laughs) Some ladies, running, jumping, climbing. (laughs) The Man Show. It's what every the man wants. <laughs> yeah, more. Uh, I liked that. Speaking of what every man wants, Mulder is for the first time in the show looking at porn. Oh, he, is it the first time? He had his copy of Hanky Panky. Oh gosh. Uh, we got to see the Bigfoot, <laughs> the Bigfoot with the boobs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. This was the first one where, no, this this was the second one where we're talking about what tattoos we're going to get. Yes, because I was going to get the uh, the UFO from, oh, what was his name uh, in D- Conduit? Donald Gibb, Kip. 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 Kip's tattoo, that's right. The park ranger guy. Yeah. He was really cool. Yeah. I said he had good, uh, big Ron Perlman energy. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Loved the, um, loved all of the drawings. Uh, the guy on the street who is going to share information with Mulder and Mulder gives him what 20 bucks and then his room key but also gives him the drawing of Bigfoot (laughs) and doesn't laugh about it good job Mulder no the drawing of Jersey Devil yeah but it's Bigfoot right no it's the Jersey Devil in this scenario the Jersey Devil is just a dude I know and actually it's just a lady well no the lady comes in later I know. Because the man died, so she had to go forage. Ugh. Can't trust the men to do the work. Can't trust the men to not die. Just going out dying. Ugh. (laughs) 
I also liked that everybody was trying dating. Yes. Mulder and the Jersey Devil. And Scully and... That vampire guy. Vampire dad. <laughs> Weird vampire dad. <laughs> right. Who we discovered was never a never vampire, Never a vampire. Right? He just has vampire vibes. He does. He definitely has vamp vibes. Good episode, though. I liked it. And just those Jersey Devil with boobs. <laughs> so, no, it's Bigfoot with boobs. It's a Bigfoot with boobs and the Jersey Devil without boobs? Yes. Okay. Because you're Jersey Devil's guy. It's that. Right. With the long hair. Yeah. What a terrible drawing. <laughs> that you're going to get tattooed on you. <laughs> well, I, I make bad decisions. I don't know what I can tell you. All right. My number two looks like it might be your number one. Oh, goody. My number two is Eve. Yes. Eve phenomenal need the eaves to come back need to know where the atoms are need to know what's happening with atoms yeah all of it bring all of it i think i'm gonna have you start queuing up the episodes so i don't see what they're called okay because if i see an episode called adam coming up oh i'm gonna freak out because i'm gonna be so excited because yes eve is my favorite episode of the season the premise is fantastic yes the acting is fantastic yes uh for the most part one of those little girls not as good of an actor as the other yes so funny the differences in their acting abilities being i know identical twins aren't don't have identical characters and personalities but they're the same age so you assume that they probably had similar experiences in acting and and training and things Mm -hmm. and one is just wildly better than the other Such a good episode, and actually this would be my number one. Also, if we didn't spend so much time talking about tombs. Ugh. (laughs) But yes, definitely need more Eve, more Eve backstory, more Eve forestory, more... (laughs) It was open-ended conclusion, so they were clearly going to escape at the end of that. Yes. So if they show up again... I'm not going to be surprised. I am going to be very happy. Yes, me too. Me too. So then my number one is the twofer of Squeeze and Tombs. Uh-huh. Simply because we talked about it forever. We talked about the character of Tombs since episode three. Yeah. Well, that's... Harry Longstreet was a great director. Yeah. He did so much right in that episode that it kept getting brought up. For right. A- future episodes i like the um i like tombs as a cryptid i didn't like the um the investigator the old man i liked him way better in the first one than the second one i just felt i guess i did too yeah i definitely did too because in the second one they were just like gut instinct Mm -hmm. and don't do that that's lazy in the first one he was just haunted right he was haunted by this case that escaped him and the horrors that he saw that were worse than the Holocaust. <laughs> right. And the actor that played him in the first one was just a better actor. He was. Than he the was, second one, too. He absolutely was. I liked the, I, but I liked the cryptid of Tombs. I liked the concept of Tombs. I liked the, um, the actor. Who's, I just closed my computer, so now I can't look up what his name is. <laughs> I, I liked all of that. I liked how creepy he made that character and how animalistic he kept it i think that the whole conversation around how he is above average intelligence is like we said in the third episode what they use as we can't find him so he must be very smart right as opposed to we can't find him so he's tricking us (laughs) and we're all just a bunch of dumb dummies not doing barely doing a job (laughs) no can't be that one no but I, so I do love how that actor embodied that character. He did, yeah, he did a really good job. He did. It's kind of like not to the same level as Brad Dorif, but how Brad Dorif became that character. Yeah. So I love it when the the character actors in in the X Files become that character because it doesn't happen often. Eve became Eve. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely the adult Eve. Yeah. Was absolutely that character. Max became Max, mm-hmm. which was great. But then we had things like the episode where Scully's ex-boyfriend was ta- Lazarus was Ugh. taken over. Yeah, like I didn't believe that that character was the other guy. 
Right. Yeah. It just, it didn't, there was a disconnect. They didn't embody it the same way as some of these other actors. And I really appreciate when I'm looking at it and I'm watching it and I know it's sci-fi and I know that it's, it's just, it's fiction, but I can believe that in this moment, oh, this guy is freaking tombs and he can s- stretch himself. How crazy. Yeah. So can you think of any body swap episodes that you actually like? In this season of X-Files? No, just in general. Because two pop up in my head immediately of body swap episodes where the body swappies actually do a really good job. You know what? Freaky. That movie? Uh Uh-huh. They did a great job of body swapping. Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say Vince Vaughn did a better job than the girl. Not because the girl did a bad job, just because that character is just one note character. Right. Easy to do. But yeah, Vince Vaughn really... Really embodied a teenage, a teenage girl. girl. He did a good job. Yep. Yeah. So that was a that was definitely a body swap that was convincing. Mm-hmm. A convincing body swap. What are the ones that you're thinking? Well, first I'll go with the unsurprising one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, when Buffy and Faith switch bodies. Oh, man. And I'll tell you what. I don't know if it should be surprising, but I was surprised. Eliza Dushku did a way better job than Sarah Michelle Gellar embodying the other character because Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of didn't do a very good job. (laughs) She was playing that character as she would have played the character. Right. Whereas Eliza Dushku was playing Buffy as Sarah Michelle Gellar plays Buffy. Yes. It was really good. She did... must the mannerisms. The mannerisms. She really studied the mannerisms. It got those down. Like the way she, the way Sarah Michelle Gellar tucks her hair behind her ear. Uh huh. Stuff like that. They're fantastic job. Eliza Dushku, I think, is a better actor than she gets credit for. Probably. Yeah. And I don't know what happened throughout her career, but I have a feeling Joss Whedon had something to do with it. Could be. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And yeah. And another body swap episode that a lot of people might not know of this show, Eureka. Oh yeah, who body swapped in that? The sheriff body swapped with almost everybody in the cast and fucking nailed. Oh my gosh! Everybody. Yes, I forgot about that. That was really great. Yes. So good. He nailed everybody. That's right. That's and right. The fact that after that show went off the air. That he's not like one of the biggest stars in the world is one of the crimes of Hollywood. In my <laughs> he did a really good job. He, you're right. I forgot about that. Because he's so enjoyable as the sheriff that you're just like, well, that just must be him. Right. And then he's playing all these other characters and you're like, oh, no, he's just a really good actor. And then he ends up as the Maytag man. And it's, that's, it's terrible because that dude is so good. Yeah, that was a fun show. That's one I've watched. I think I've watched it all the way through three times now. You are a rewatcher. When man, when something's good, it's good. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Things that are good are good. <laughs> Look, I am wise beyond everybody's years. Oh, you are above average intelligence. <laughs> well above average intelligence. All right, what about your favorite ship? My favorite ship of the season is when I did Howard Graves and the Ghost Martian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite ship of the season. That's pretty fun. Yep. I liked Max and um, Dr. Antifa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because they go and they do their, their own things. Mm-hmm. Max lives in an RV outside the doctor's house. They each have their freedoms. Yep. But they have a really... A really sweet romance that uh, from the outside looks not like you would anticipate from a TV romance, but it really works for them and they really care deeply about each other. Yeah. I love that. And then, of course, Roland and Tracy. Okay. Well, that's just cheating. That's not cheating. I wanted to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> well, then it's extra cheating. <laughs> no. I gave one that I made up and then one that made sense. And here's why I really enjoyed their romance. Because in this whole season, theirs is the most developed relationship. <laughs> yeah. They have a fight. They have, They make up. They spend time together. We see them doing uh, activities together. We see them being really sweet together. We see them talking about hard things together. We see 
easy things like having an easy Sunday craft day and we see really hard things like having to leave your loved one because it's the right thing to do and still making sure that that person knows how much you care about them. The most fully developed <laughs> relationship in this entire season was in that episode. Including Mulder and Scully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to talk about that because it was beautiful. Well, it's still cheating, but you brought up a lot of very good points. Look, if you love someone, be nice to them. It, it's, not, it's not said enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's as wise as good things are good. So, you know what? You are also well above average intelligence. Thank you. In matters of the heart. Yes. What's your favorite survival? My favorite survival was from my favorite episode. Eve, anytime twins are born, eat them into the fucking <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two of them. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> And you can't get just one because there's the whole psychic link thing. Right. So you got to get them both. Yep. Makes sense. It makes sense to me. I don't know how else you you fix that nope. problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine was a recent, I guess it was the final episode, the finale, and uh, my favorite survival tactic is field. <laughs> <laughs> field. All right, yeah. I was thinking about it as I was out running today. So I was like, what would I feel? Feel. <laughs> All right. What are some of your highlights from doing season one? I think I touched on them when we were talking about these episodes. Okay. my One of my favorites was when, uh, when I did that whole segment on how to hotwire a car. Yeah. And you were so uncomfortable with it. <laughs> so uncomfortable with it. And then Homicide Worldwide put together a little graphic <laughs> about how to hotwire a car. Yeah. It was great. It was so great. And then the next episode, you talked about how you definitely didn't kill somebody when you were eight. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude. I definitely didn't. You're, you're, getting, you're getting so weird about this hotwiring a car situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... I definitely didn't kill anybody when I was eight. That's one of my favorite things about this season. <laughs> that is. It is. I would like, if we like really take off and get a huge listenership and like lots of interaction and stuff, I would like for somebody to compile a list of all of the things that I said I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a brain surgeon. I got stripped of a certification in the mid-episode one, season, one yep. episode. Yep. I can't even remember what that was. I can't either. I don't remember what it was. I think it was rocket science. Rocket science, yep. <laughs> I like I like the all the different professions that I have. Okay. That's that's a favorite. I like the Dave Reed recaps when you forget to take notes on something. I have no I get no to do I... a part of the recap. I like that. I don't know how I do that because I prep before watching for the first time uh -huh. and then I watch twice. So how I'll miss entire scenes sometimes? It's <laughs> like the the last quarter of an episode once. Oh, Lazarus. Well. Because <laughs> yeah, it's easy to quit paying attention about. <laughs> some of them, okay. Some of them I do know why I haven't taken <laughs> notes. <laughs> but that brings us to season two where you're going to be able to do some more of the recapping. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I like that. So that'll be cool. I have taken off the clean content categorization. So now when you guys hear cuss words, it's not because I missed them when I was editing. <laughs> it's because I don't even try to edit them out anymore. I find that hilarious. I guess that was part of my favorite of season one when I would say asshole 11 times because I'm talking about somebody and you would catch eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that word, though, even when you, when I run it through the reverse thing, sometimes it just sounds like asshole. <laughs> yeah. So I might have caught all 11 of them, but it didn't. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. That's, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be just explicit for explicit sake, but if uh, it's just the best way to describe something. Yeah, that and when I, I missed a shit on one of them, and I was like, well, that's, 
I mean, asshole is just asshole, but shit, shit's a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Well, yeah. I just wanted to make it clear that we weren't going to be like morning shock jock radio all of a sudden. Gratuitous. That's that's another way of gratuitous. saying Gratuitous. I like that word, though. It's a good word. Gratuitous. Yeah. We're not going to be gratuitous, but we'll just, we'll just talk like we normally talk. Yeah. And not worry about it. Yep. All right. Anything else for the season one wrap-up? No. Nothing more for the season one wrap-up. I don't think anything else for the season two look ahead. We're going to keep a lot of the same things from season one, but David will be doing some more of the recap. And so we'll be figuring out that how that flows a little bit. And if you want to do a promo swap, let us know at castfiles on Twitter or T-H-E-E castfiles at gmail.com. We can do some promo swaps or just rate and review or tell a friend. And thank you to everyone who's listened to us this far. And next week we will have season two, episode one. Whatever the title is. <laughs> we, have, we haven't even looked. We have fallen so far behind on our recording schedule. We are recording this like the Saturday, Sunday, the mm-hmm. Sunday before it drops. And we have not recorded next week's episode. It's been a really rough, I was going to say, months. I was going to say September, but now it's almost the end of October. Yeah. I've been having a rough time. Uh, we. Yeah. And yeah, almost everybody. This is true. I'm not trying to say we're having a rougher time than everyone, but I do want to say I really enjoy doing this, so that's not not why we're behind schedule. It's because life is hard, and so even doing the things you enjoy get harder. Yeah. That's why. But we're staying on schedule as far as the release dates. Oh, yeah, yeah as, far as, as far as getting an episode out. Yep. And we will be back with a regular episode next week for season two. The Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed. Edited by Dave Reed. You can find us on Twitter at Cast Files. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Reed. That's D-A-I-V-E-R-E-E-D. You can email us at thecastfiles. That's the with two E's at gmail.com. If you could please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and tell us that we are doing phenomenal things. Artistic, wonderful things. We are raising the bar on podcasting. We would love you forever for that. We have a Tee Public store. You can go buy t-shirts and stuff there. Music by Hal Six. Logo by Art. That's O-O-K-A-R-T. 